everybody, good evening. I'm Beef, and today, over there, I got a special friend of mine. You know, the reason why I get to interview these people is because they have an impact in my life. And I'm just going to say that this guy, Ben Slimsen Kang. What up, bro? What's up, fam? This guy made a big impact in my life for over the few years of, uh, of how long we've met. How long have you been known? How long have we known each other, actually? We've known each other, I think... 20, since 2016, so that's around four years ago. Um, but then, but then I think we really became close starting 2017 mm-hmm. when we were working together already. All right. So actually, it's a funny story how Benz and I met. We had an NGO chapter, like oh my god, in our lives, yep. right? So can you imagine yep. that this guy <laughs> was doing NGO service, and I was doing NGO service also. I never really expected that to happen. Yep. And actually, Beef was a uh, was more of an inspiration to me because he was he was uh, he joined the NGO earlier than I did, um, and I guess like as uh, someone as young as I was before, seeing that you know some another person my age doing something as brave as that gave me the courage to also uh, jump in. And so beef played played a huge part um, in my life also. Uh, this was if a... he tells you that uh, <laughs> you changed him, no, he, he changed me first. No, dude, that's the that's character development right there, you know. Well, that's one, one of these things, like, you know, the first time that I saw him, he was, like, on top of a fucking Jeep <laughs> with the 4 by 4 Yes, You're, you were one of those uh, characters that I didn't really get to, you know, talk to that much during that trip when we went to the mountains. So, to be honest, well, to be fair, you were busy like uh, being documentation and you know ah, taking pictures and videos of people. Good days, good days. So you were you were really busy uh, uh, during that trip. Well, thank you, but yeah, again, Ben's here. A few months later, after that, I think that's when you started to get interested with the whole activities that we were doing for the NGO service and that's when you got in and then we had to we had to go through a lot to be honest is that like I don't know did you ever have an athletic background for that kind of sort of stuff um well yes I guess I had a background um doing doing NGO work because um ever since I was young um my mom would bring me to like do these volunteerism works and mm-hmm. um, like like Saturday Sundays when 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 we didn't have school um, or during 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 summer uh, summer break uh, we would go do some volunteering stuff and um, and she would always um, instill with me that um, if I have something to share then you know I I, I better share it to the people who uh, need those things more than I do. Uh, so, I guess uh, social work was ingrained in me ever since I was young. And um, when I got to know uh, our NGO, then it really gave me an avenue to, um, you know, uh, w- w- want to want to want to be more mm-hmm. of myself, to be to be a better version of myself, so that I could um, help more people you know it was a great opportunity for everyone i mean 
also I can relate with you like before like I always wanted to do some service or I always wanted to help I just didn't know how to right but yeah. because of this opportunity it gave us a bigger picture on a bigger you know I guess it's like a level because like during that time it was small it was a startup and right we were we were the heads I got there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and we got we had we were, to do big big we were, projects we were calling the shots. yep yep that's right <laughs> Um, so I guess I could speak for the both of us that um, we were we were really glad or we are really glad that we saw the opportunity and then took it. Um, wouldn't wouldn't you agree with that? Parang the defo, di, you know. Di, when when you learned years? about it, were you like, okay, G, or were you like, mm, let me think about it? Actually, just share your story. It's actually my best friend who invited me to do a hike. Mm-hmm. It was just a normal hike. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, all right, we hike and then we do service, etc. Like that. No, it was like, okay, let's take a bus ride. Oh, it's so sketchy. Let's take a bus ride to Tarlac. Let's uh, let let let's just go and hike. And when I hiked and I saw the community, that's when I started to feel the love. I I mean, that's when I get to get to dwell on all these feelings, the emotions that the community has, and I believe that that was my calling. I think during that time. So That's what about crazy. you? How 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 did this stumble upon you? Like, what made you get into it in the first place? Um, well, so something something a little bit different than you is that um, I actually knew about the, the NGO before um, before you, but then only because um, in college we had to have a immersion with uh, with a community. So for our theology class, um, we were split into four groups, and then each group had to choose uh, which uh, which area they want to go to. For our class, if I remember correctly, we were given a choice between well, definitely the the Aita community, um, some fisher folk, and Bilibid uh, prison uh, ata, and then uh, something else that I forgot. I think urban poor. Um, Back then, uh, my groupmates and I were like, okay, uh, we, we, we like the outdoors. I mean, all of us, our, our, our common denominator was outdoors. So why not choose the, uh, the, the, the mountainous community, yeah. right? Um, it's actually funny because two groups chose the same community and we have to fight for it a little bit. Um, <laughs> We have to like we have to like sweet talk them and we had to like bribe them a little bit for them to know? give up the option to choose. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> we were like we were like oh you know it's such a hassle kasi to go to those mountains. <laughs> I mean we'll just we'll just take it you know. Uh, I mean I mean I'm pretty sure you guys want an easier one you know. Uh, para your reflection paper could be easier. Also, ganon chill lang kayo. Ganun. Who wants to go outdoors anyway? I mean, you're gonna hike up the mountains. That's like so difficult. <laughs> Relax lang kayo. <laughs> you know. Um. So. Uh. So. Uh. You know. That's 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 something good that happened. And then. Uh. We were we we were given a chance to go up to um Tarlac, and. The the funny thing is that um. Project Diwanag was already a little bit started already yeah. uh, a year before a year before I went up there or half a year before I went up there um, through Enzo's batch, I believe. And uh, 
uh, the, the the knowledge that they already amassed while visiting the communities, parang it 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 became a easier way for my group to be familiar with the community, and in one way or another, all of my group mates actually uh, contributed to the project. Uh, during during the during our college years or even after the college years, which I'm very very proud of. Like for example, it's Alex was was my batchmate. Alex I mean, was, was your my group I don't know. Fuck you, Tavon. No, no, I don't think so. Because Alex was no, part no, of Marty and we Enzo. Were, we were we were we were batchmates. I Which, think. She went ahead of you. This is just three years ago, four <laughs> years ago, and, I'm, and my memory already sucks. But if I remember correctly, three groups from three different classes is, yeah. is uh, constitute one batch. Um, so I was in one class. Alex was in another class, um, and then uh, yeah, and, and 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 then we got to know each other back then. We weren't we weren't close. I mean, we weren't friends back then, but then and, and I. I only knew her when I joined the NGO. Ganon. So, uh, and yeah, joining the NGO was really eye-opening because, especially because of the people there, the people there are really good. And they really helped me uh, get, get to know, I mean, I mean, I mean, to make it really cheesy, to get to know my place in this world uh, and my purpose, I guess. Uh, that's what I said a while ago. If I have something to share, then I might as well share it to some other people who uh, need it more than I do. After, after all, um, if I just like hoard all of my blessings, then you know it's it's really meaningless at the end of uh, the day. Uh, that's very well said. We'll just give a little bit of background to all the viewers who are listening and watching. What we did for the NGO wasn't just um, you know like donation drives and stuff. What we had to do was we had to come up with projects that are sustainable enough for them to last. So our main focus back then was actually solar electrification. And the reason for that is because one of the most important aspects of having a life in the mountain, remote lifestyle, is that you don't have any light source. So light in the mountains is very important for their livelihood, for their social interaction and everything. And that's what we did before. Ben's here was one of, I would say, like one of the most hardworking uh individuals that I've seen and got to work with. And I guess, no, no all I'm going to say I mean, is I that mean, you kept us in place like during the whole thing. Because like, I, I, I got no, my no. own stuff and just got his own stuff. But the reason the reason why we get to be organized is still because of you. Like you had a system to follow. And yeah, I think because of that, we were able to execute plans in the organization well. And to be honest, I was I'm very thankful also that we got to jive into and develop and have and share the same passion. Because to be honest, we also did have any that disagreements. I guess we didn't have disagreements. Yeah, right, I mean, right. if, if we were making arrangements, like you and I, the group, like we were all okay about it, right? <laughs> Beef and I, I think we never had a fight. I think I doubt. Uh... <laughs> Right? Parang, parang Wait, when, whenever whenever one of us said something, thus we disagreed with each other. But we just we just said that 
we just we just say our piece like parang oh yeah i disagree with you because ganito, ganito. it's not gonna work that way because ganito, ganito. and then i guess we always try to listen to each other um and we really try to pull each other up uh and that's what i really liked about our group um parang it was whenever i had a weakness you were there and then the, the other people were there to 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 fill in that space and then uh, to teach me how i could be better and we supported um, each other for sure we did we did we did we did and uh it forged a really really uh strong friendship because uh what's that saying the 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 strongest steel is forged from the hottest fires or whatever <laughs> we went through a lot <laughs> some greek mythology the... shit right there <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> the festus would be proud um but then yeah we were we were really we went through a lot considering that we were very young uh fresh Ooh. out of college right no job <laughs> no job we just went head head first into an ngo uh i don't know i i i guess there was i mean if you, if you want to put it in different words then there was a higher calling for us back then yeah you know that that was really pulling us towards uh social work if i may ask though like what was your plan if you wouldn't get into the ngo like what would you have done differently that's a very good question um Right. Like, have remember. you ever thought of that? Like, because like when I was in college, and then I was just thinking, to be honest, to just get into corporate lifestyle. Like that was it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was my jive. Um, I don't know. Actually, I forgot. <laughs> I probably would have went to grad school, oh, get a master's of- degree. Probably, I don't know. But then the thing is. Um, months before my graduation, I was already uh, inclined to join Project Divana. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, you don't know it because you're not the one who I talk to. But then I talk to EJ mm-hmm. and then I, I tell him, na, oh, you know, my graduation date is this date. Um, I could work with you uh, on this date. Um, maybe you want to give me a chance. Uh, maybe while I'm looking for a job, I could work for you, Muna. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good thing that he and you guys offered me that opportunity to, you know, uh, work with you guys and work with the communities. And yeah, I probably would have went to uh, a company, a, 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 a corporation uh, after graduation. But then I probably would have taken like two or three gap months first. Probably for it to take a rest. Because I think right. you just went straight, no? Like, you didn't take a break. Like, after graduation, <laughs> you were like, oh, I remember you were still a student during that time. And then yeah. we were waiting for you to graduate for you to decide if you're going <laughs> to stay or if you're going to leave, right? And then you were like, okay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to sign like my agreement. I'm going to stay here, right? I think that's the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think, think our, our, our stories are very similar. Uh, for you two, I think uh, you joined the NGO before you graduated also, right? Yes. Yes, uh, I yeah. graduated a month after I joined the end. I actually didn't really just join it. I I went up, and then after that, I joined the NGO. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, same, same story for me before my graduation. Um, you, you, you know that few weeks, that hashtag graduating week, you know, those two weeks. Where you start to don't give a um, shit. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, your finals are done. Yeah. Uh, you're just doing your clearance. You're just getting your signatures. Um, you've already calculated your grades and then you didn't get a fail. I didn't get a fail. <laughs> so, imagine it's been, I'm, what, four years? Yeah, it's yeah. been four years. Yeah. So um, during the during those uh, two weeks of grad graduating, um, I don't know if you remembered, but then I took a a ten day retreat in Baguio. Um, it was like it was more of a retreat, like oh, uh, what's your faith and what does it tell you and where do you go from here, something like that. Um, so. Our, our, our cell phones were confiscated during those uh, 10 days because it was a silent retreat. Uh, we, we weren't able to communicate with the outside world. So it was just us and our thoughts. Um, yeah. For those uh, 8 to 10 days, we, we were each uh, thinking of what we we're going to do after we graduate. It was on the last day of the retreat when um, uh, EJ called me and then uh, he said, Oh, are you, are, are you free next week? Uh, Monday uh, and I was like oh okay I guess so uh, so I went to the office uh, the next Monday which I if I if I remember correctly was also the next day uh, after I came home from Baguio uh, and then from then on I was like uh, when I was in the office you guys were like talking to me like okay this is what we do this is what we're doing this is what we we plan to do um, I was like okay so aren't you gonna ask me like interview questions like what are my credentials or whatever ganon. and then you guys were like okay here's your responsibilities I was like okay I guess I'm hired I guess so uh, I think that was like one or two weeks before my graduation so uh, just like you and just like Enzo I think um, we were already part of the NGO before uh, we graduated and we didn't have break we didn't have a break after uh, after graduation as what uh, uh, some people do, but I guess I can speak for the both of us that um, we were we were really thankful actually that you know we started early. Uh, I mean we had the head start to to really do our plans and 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 such. I would say it's a good break. I mean like just also going up to the mountains. I wouldn't consider it as a break, but I would consider it like a relaxing way for you to spend your graduation or like your. I would say your unemployment time, right? Because yeah, like we were doing a lot. Like I would no, so it's just we don't use cars, by the way, everybody. Like we just use cars to get to the foothold of the mountain, but we travel and shit like that yeah. via hiking, which was because, a big game changer. I would say it's a game changer. It is. It is. It opened our eyes to a lot of um, experiences. Would you like to share what you wore? The first time you went up. <laughs> okay, so holy shit, this, this this some pretty bad shit. Like um, before. Okay, but for context, uh, how long is the hike up the mountain? Okay, hike up the mountain. Probably that was like a two and a half hour hike. Okay. <laughs> and it's hours. an up. It's an uphill hike. It's not like a. Up, it, it was uphill. It was. Really it wasn't uphill. like a flat hike and the shit. Yeah. And you know. 
my situation before or like my perception of hiking and everything is like what you see from the ads right like you know when yeah. you see when you see Merrill ads like you see them yeah. wearing backpacks and then like all those hiking sticks and shit so I was yeah. like one of the most geared up individual amongst you guys <laughs> uh my backpack was the military backpack it was like a 25 liter yeah. I think a 25 liter backpack I had a paracord in the back I had ropes <laughs> yep Yep, and then and then and then do some of your stuff still have like the price tag because you just bought them? Yeah, I just before. bought it, and I had boots. <laughs> Co- I had boots. Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah. I also had. Yeah. I, I also wore pants. So those are the things um, that were my perception with hiking. Yes, yes. Wait, pants as in cargo pants? Hiking pants, jeans? rather. Ooh. Okay. Because I wore jeans <laughs> the first time I went up. <laughs> you wore jeans? Oh shit! I don't I remember jeans. that. But th- oh my god! No, no, this was during my, my immersion, so uh, we didn't know each other back then. But I wore jeans, and then I stayed there for three days and two nights, and I was wearing jeans. I don't get it. <laughs> and, and then you know, ever since it... that time. And it, it gets I wet. I think one of the worst feelings that I've had was that my socks were wet, my shoes were wet. I didn't have slippers yeah. at all. So holy yeah. shit! Imagine yeah. how that yeah. felt. But and then and then and <laughs> pero pero what were we wearing um uh when when it was our like last few hikes already? Holy like, shit! Like, we we, I was wearing a sando. I was wearing like. <laughs> close to maybe boxers type of shit. And then shit. I was wearing flip-flops. Like, we can fucking hike on flip-flops. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were just wearing slippers. We didn't, we weren't wearing, like, shoes anymore. We were like, oh, we can, we can do it with slippers, you know. We're experienced. That just tells us a lot about the development that we had. Yeah, yeah. All of our, all of our leg muscles were really um, trained during that time. Can you care to share like what kind of transformation would you have said was like the biggest or what what is the biggest character development or growth that you had throughout the whole experience that you had with the NGO or Project Luana? Huh. I never really thought about it, but I guess I guess one of the biggest transformations for me was to become more uh, empathetic and sympathetic to other people. Um, to be more understanding to other people. Um, well, not just to uh, the communities that we visit, but then uh, to to, uh, to my to my fellow group mates as well, um, like Beef. Um, it taught me the whole experience. Taught me to listen better and uh, try to put myself in another person's shoes. Because, uh, siempre, you're gonna think na okay, these ayatas are li- living in. Nipa huts. Why don't they live in like mansions with like swimming pools and like a, a three-car parking garage? You know, um, so it 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 really taught me that uh, I, I myself come from a re- really really privileged uh, lifestyle, and it really. It also it also taught me not to take things for granted, and uh, other people are unfortunately not born into this privileged life, uh, like 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 our group mates in uh, Project Iwanag. 
And admittedly, before when I was young, I would think, na, okay, why why do these other people? Why are these other people poor? And why are these other people like uh, uh, not hardworking? Why don't they have a job? Because uh, on weekdays, I see them in malls like that. Pero it taught me na, okay, maybe looking for a job isn't as easy for them as me because I went to private school. I went to a good college. That gives me a huge advantage. And some people don't have that. So um, I guess, yeah, what I learned was that uh, to be more empathic to other people and you know, to, to, to see where they're coming from. And... Uh, and for 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 my groupmates like beef um they always remind me to uh really know know my place uh that that i come from a privileged place and then uh, some other people don't have that and yeah we should we should really share that privilege those blessings that's what i've said a while ago uh yeah we 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 never actually talked about this before, uh, so that's a Definitely. good question. I'd like to I'd like to throw it back to you because I'm also curious what you learned in the uh, in our one to two years uh, of working in. Well, two years basically for me. I actually learned a lot, and something like yours as well. Well, because I I don't want to sound mean as well, but then like you know, to be honest, I didn't understand why some people were also poor in that sense. Like you know. I could never see the point of like, why not do something about it? Or like yeah. how, how other people are actually very, very strived, driven into that kind of poverty state. But what one thing I learned about the whole experience that I'd like to differentiate besides empathy is that I learned that happiness isn't valued through really on action and money on values <clears throat> things. Because yeah. yeah. when I saw these Aitas when I was in the mountain and I lived with them for a couple of, you and I lived with them, right? For a couple of times, we've experienced that. All the time, they were smiling with happiness and what? They didn't have PCs. They didn't have PS4s. They didn't have all these things that made me happy when I was a kid, like especially the kids. They didn't have toys to make them play that. So I guess that gave me a big perception of how happiness is and what happiness Mm -hmm. is to everyone. And when I say this, that happiness isn't really valued in money and stuff like that, like you just only see that in movies, but no, this is the legit living embodiment of that. So I guess it changed my perception and gave me a better view on how to value my life and the value of life on others. Because I know, yeah. I, I guess I got a little bit more, I, I guess I got a little bit more happy now, like thinking that I have this and that and I want to share it with others. Uh, yeah that's why we're doing this podcast like that's why we're doing these um things that we want to do we want to share the happiness around the vibes or i mean to share the vibe to everyone else right we want to share the stories the experience i don't know if you can agree i I couldn't agree more (laughs) and uh i guess i could speak for your friends also that who who knew you ever since back in high school and and before that holy shit uh, your, your your growth was really exponential and then um i remember there are times when enzo and i would joke oh my god beef the uh, the, the most improved player of the year <laughs> 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 but legit because we 
we really know you and uh i'm not like that see, right like, <laughs> yeah and you're not and 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 the beef that people know about today is so so much different than um who he was when i knew him four years ago and probably um from when other people knew him like more than four years ago like like when you were talking to lance before uh, he was sharing about your background a little bit also so uh Yeah, although we joke about like, oh, be most improved play of the year. I mean, we were really proud of your development. We were really proud of your growth, talaga. Yeah. Well, that's very flattering, and I really appreciate that. I mean, like you know, I also try to see myself like four years ago, and I'm like, shit. Like, I can't believe I was like that. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. You guys used to joke with me a lot, like what I do, the way I say things, the way. <laughs> Yeah, the simplest things like like I I don't know. Oh, so yeah, we just had a little bit of technical difficulty, but I guess we're back. So like I was saying, yeah, when I look back to my lifestyle before, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's one of the reasons why one of you guys or like you guys kept calling me bourgeoisie, like the bourgeois, right? Because like, <laughs> like the lifestyle I was living before, like shit, like I spent this, I spent that, and like right, the camping gear that I had, but when You slowly noticed I was losing clothes, like <laughs> losing yeah, yeah, clothes, yeah, yeah, yeah. losing equipment uh, and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. After like one year, uh, whenever we went up the mountains, you had just one outfit, one outfit <laughs> that you used. Gray shorts. Every, every weekend uh, for the three days, you have one outfit, which. Yeah. Enzo and I think that we don't wash <laughs> because it starts to smell. And then the shorts had the most number of holes in yeah. any shorts ever. It probably had like seven holes already. No, no, because no. You, like to, it, you like to slide down the content yeah. <laughs> on your butt. <laughs> yeah. and then, and Like Enzo and I would look at you, but I'm, that's a bad idea. And then you just slide down the. You're, you're like, no, 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 it's easier. You just slide down, grab it. Um, all right. Yeah, you do. Here's the thing. Like that's a big character development on my side because that's when I started to realize, you know, that I get to do these things because yeah. I get braver. I have more confidence in myself in doing these stupid stuff. Yeah, 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 and it really shows. It really shows. Uh, and and I'm not kidding when I say that. Uh, you know, uh, the, we 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 were really proud of your development. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you weren't just growing physically. Like, I know, uh, we were all getting stronger now because um, physically yeah. stronger because we had to hike up the mountains with all of these That's equipment true. and. <laughs> Uh, bringing, bringing you know, uh, bringing solar panels, you know, carrying all the all that stuff. Our batteries, um, if you remember, our batteries were oh my really god! Heavy. <laughs> I forgot the exact weight, but then we we moved at least two people to carry each battery. It was 62 kg. Battery. 62 kilograms. 62 wow. kg to 66 kg, and I remember that one point or one community we didn't have. Any access with cars, so I think either it was a kalabao or if it was people, like we're just holding, if it's a stick, and then the battery is in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Just imagine a yeah, lechon. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they <laughs> like... yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Gabe. And then and then uh, and then the Aitas, which are which are like uh which are really really so much stronger than we are. Yeah. Um freaking beast. They still need two people to carry the battery. It was that heavy. <laughs> and then the handle of the battery was really small. It was really hard to grip. Yeah. And it really it really hurt your hands. And and if it hurt us, uh, if it if it hurt the items that much, what more? Or like clean moisturized. Yeah, we, hands. we had fragile hands like that time. Yeah, we had fragile hands. So so that was a really good training for our uh physical uh strength. <laughs> um, that's what that's why Beef here is one of our uh, Philippine top athlete <laughs> in obstacle course racing. Uh. It, pero okay, I have a question I for you. It. Did you did you join obstacle course racing because of the physical challenges that we, that we had in Project Iwanag, or was that something like that you were inclined to do? Like whether or not you joined Project Iwanag, you really are interested in those things. That's a good question, cause like okay, real quick backstory. The reason why I got into fitness because I had a heartbreak, and I think you know about this. That heartbreak gave me a lot of thought into putting myself in, I don't know, I was insecure. I was, you know, looking for validation. But I went to the physical fitness of building my body to a bodybuilder level, not into, um, excuse me, not into a, how do I say this, into a practical agility type, you know, mm-hmm. or what OCR does in ob- or obstacle course racing. But because because of Project Nawanag, to be honest, it's actually Project Nawanag. That's the reason why I found out about Spartan Race. Remember, one of our partners um, from Halcyon, Halcyon Medical, yeah, see Gino, he had a corporate sponsor and he partnered us up with a race. Like for every view or for every like, I think, like that corporate sponsor will donate. And we, I I was the only one who ran. From because you guys, <laughs> you guys were <laughs> on the way, and you guys were gonna join. Were... But what happened? What happened? What happened was, <laughs> Enzo and I were supposed to join that that fateful day in twenty seventeen. January, uh, Feb twenty eighteen. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to join, but. I forgot what it was, but then we had something to do still in Manila. That was a Friday night. Uh, so I think I, I don't know. I think I think it was because of work or whatever. But we could only leave Friday night. And okay, to be fair, I had all of my gears with me. I had my shoes i had my like i had my food i had my backpack i had my water i had everything prepared and honest to goodness i really wanted to join the race but i told enzo and you i told you uh okay i'm gonna drive from manila all the way to pampanga yeah it's a friday night probably super traffic I'm gonna be super tired by the time I get there. Let's just see. Let's just see when we get there. We'll cross the bridge when we get there. We, oh Enzo and I stopped up over at uh, <laughs> Pet- Petron Eslex, uh, the one with the McDonald's. Tapos, while we were eating, we were just quiet. We were like, 
are we really gonna do this? <laughs> and then we were like, we can't let Beef do it alone. I mean, we have to go with him. Yeah. What, what if he gets injured out there? What if, what if he needs help? We have, to, we have to be there for him, you know. Then we got to the venue. I think that was like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, we went to the parking area. Then we slept. We were like, okay, let's just get some energy before we do the race uh, at like seven or eight in the morning. Yeah, race so. gun start was eight, uh, eight, 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 seven thirty a.m. I think that time. And the funny part yeah, was, oh yeah, I was in a separate, I was in a separate house. I was with Gino. We slept. Mm-hmm. I slept for four hours, I guess. Then we went there at six. I think you guys yeah. were there at five, something like that. Then yeah, I think yeah. Enzo was the one who t- chatted me. He was like, oh, come to parking lot. When I went to the parking lot, yeah. I saw two people <laughs> sleeping <laughs> with sand going in their faces because the fucking <laughs> window was open. <laughs> the window's a little bit open. It was really sandy. Because <laughs> I was in Alvera, Pork Pampanga, and like, holy shit. Like, uh, I was like, okay, you guys aren't gonna join me for sure. Like, this is already what six thirty. It's seven thirty. Is the gun start? What you got one hour to prepare for everything? I don't. I don't think you guys yeah. are gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I, I guess we 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 got lazy. I mean, laziness got the best of us. And then we were like, okay, take care out there, you know. <laughs> we'll be waiting for you in the finish line. Um, you'll do great. <laughs> and you guys uh, and did. Yeah. You guys waited for me. Like, holy shit, that was my first time running a Spartan race. First time running that long. And I was, right. oh, dude, I was trying to challenge myself. I joined the Elite. First race ever. Yes. Elite. Super. 13 kilometers. And holy shit, dude. Four hours and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Four hours mm-hmm. and 30 minutes. And I had cramps, and you guys were in the end of the finish line, and you were like, "It's baby boy, he's alive." <laughs> yeah, by around by around the fourth hour, we were like, "Oh my god, it's it's beef." Is he alive? We <laughs> should be done by now. Should, should we should we call someone? Should we tell the marshals like someone's missing or something? <laughs> yeah, I think I was one of no no to be honest because I was one of the last place in that yeah. race. Okay. That's Out right. of 200. Then, yeah, we, were, we were counting the people crossing the finish line because we're like, okay, nope. not beef. Nope. Not beef. <laughs> and then we were going to the, because um, Siguro 500 meters before the finish line, there were like six obstacles. Mm. And then uh, we were going to each and every one of them. We were like, okay, where's beef? Where's beef? Is, is he here? And then <laughs> we, we couldn't find you. So, uh, and it was so hot. So we went to the shade. Uh, to, to, to wait for you na lang. and then we were like oh okay he's there great he finished at least yeah but you did really well for our first race oh thank yeah, you but- uh, it was supposed to be three people like I was supposed yes. to have three pe- two people beside me you know just to have fun talk mm-hmm. during the whole thing but dude fuck I was left alone in the sand <laughs> <laughs> you were there in spirit Here's the thing, though. You know, one thing I learned about that race is that you got to learn how to be independent also. Because, like, for all of the times, I guess, I was doing stuff. And I think that was my first athletic race ever. I've been doing things with someone else. Like, you know, with someone to support me or someone to guide me. 
But because of that race, I guess that's when I started to learn how to be independent and learn my own rhythm. Because you think about getting into fitness or getting into something new, I would mm-hmm. say that you would look for a coach maybe or advisor, right? Something like that. But if you get to do and experience this yourself, it's a bigger improvement or a bigger growth because you get to know and understand how your body moves or how your mind is, right? Right, So I guess that's my biggest takeaway from that Spartan race. And that's the reason why today I still compete for that. And I love the sport. That's because that's what I get to challenge my head. Yeah. Actually, for those of you listening who don't know, Beef is actually (laughs) one of the globally top Athletes. In what last world? year, right? Twenty nineteen, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it we wasn't top three. It wasn't global. No, no, that wasn't global. That was a regional, regional. It was in Southeast Asia. It's still pretty huge, you know. <laughs> pretty huge obstacle. More than <laughs> not a sponsor. Yeah, but, but, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate, to be honest, the effort that. You guys have been, I mean, sorry, the support that you guys have been providing me. Because since day one of my OCR journey, it started from, actually, no, I want to get into your OCR journey. Because, by the way, guys, after Project Luana, we were still continuing <laughs> to find ourselves. in. Because, first of all, we didn't have a job after graduation. So, we did get to really explore ourselves in whatever we can do best or what. And we never got into the fitness lifestyle because in Project Luana, we thought it was a lifestyle given the hiking and shit. So we started getting into the OCR lifestyle, the obstacle course racing lifestyle. First of all, Benz was like one of those who were not into it at all. Like when he learned about my situation, what would you say? You were like, why the fuck are you doing this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The first race in Pampanga, you had all of these injuries, and like I think your your, your shoulder was like ninety five percent or whatever, and then you had all of these like scars in your hands and whatever, and you had sunburn and everything, and I'm like, why why are you happy about this? Is this what? Are you are you are you are you fooling yourself here? Like, then you then you think about it, like why do people pay? Excuse me, this price for to get hurt. Or to suffer, exactly. right? Spartan racing, Spartan races are one of the more expensive races. Yeah, it's a high end um, event. Yeah. Yeah, right? So I'm like, why are you paying thousands of pesos just to hurt yourself? I mean, <laughs> God, I don't comprehend that. But then um, it was actually thanks to you uh, who was really, really passionate about uh, obstacle course racing that really got me and a lot of other people um, inspired to at least try it. I finally got to convince you. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I was convinced. Uh, I went to training with Beef every week. The gym was not cheap also. (laughs) Was this OSF? This was OSF or? Yeah, it was OSF. Yeah, Obstacle Sports Factory. It was not cheap. Parking was horrible. <laughs> it was in BGC. Uh, oh, no, even in BGC. It was before BGC. It's in Guadalupe. Yeah, it's in Kalayaan. small road. <laughs> and then if you stop for parking, people would like, you know, fuck around <laughs> with you. And then... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a horrible place. That it, but it was... Uh, our home sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we home. would just go to the house, you know. It was really homey. Um, so 
I started my Spartan racing after you. Uh, but then I don't remember if it's the race immediately after yours or were no, there some races. It, it took some time for you to get convinced. Because yeah. the... Oh, no, it is the race. It, no, you were trying the to one, prepare for it. It was a Subic. That was your first race, Subic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. you... Yeah, I, because I remember telling you, okay, I were I wasn't able to join you uh, in that in this race, but the next time I promise that yeah. I'll be I'll be there with you. Yeah, unlike other people who <laughs> Co- quote unquote uh, until no no he did join this year though that by the way eventually <laughs> cough, I've cough, been cough. trying to convince Enzo, my best friend, for some time already, like to do a Spartan racing. This is like okay okay, but I'm still scared or like I'm still not sure. I'm not prepared. Ben's on the other hand, like he's been scared. He's yeah. Uh, unsure and he still doesn't know why he does it but he still goes to the gym <laughs> everything I, I don't know you know it anyway it depends on the person but i'm still glad that he got to do it and for me i'm happy that you also started to jive with it because the first time you yeah. did it i think you passed out in along the way because you were like eating gummy bears i remember yes <laughs> um <laughs> little bit backstory. No, Subic was a shitty, out. yeah. Subic was a shitty weather, pa. It, it, it was muddy. raining. Yeah, it was raining and muddy. The night before, and I think during the race it rained. Um, so it was it was a really difficult terrain. Um, I'm not just like beef. I'm not a physical person, and uh, and, and 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 back in high school also, I was overweight. Um. I only lost weight in college because of stress uh, and I wasn't feeding myself. But then I wasn't really like that physical person. I had some fun runs. Some. Like but those force fun runs. <laughs> yeah, the force fun runs that your school make you sign up for. Oh yeah, I have that. And it didn't really interest me at all. Like, no. Like, I couldn't see myself like going to the gym, being active, like running. But then, beef happened. And I happened. He, you happened. Uh, I guess. I guess after my first race, I was hooked. Uh, to the point that I would go to other races, uh, even without beef. So. Abroad. Yes. Uh, I even went to Malaysia with some other uh, <laughs> friends um, just to race uh, a Spartan race. So <laughs> I mean, the question, a- I guess the, my question there is like, what made you get into that? Like, what was it that made you get into that? Was it the the race itself? Was it the passion that I had? Or like, was it like an entirely whole different thing? Um... It was a lot of things, actually. Um, number one, uh, it, 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 it was really because of you, because of how passionate you were talking about it, how passionate oh, wow. you were like, really pushing us to, to, to go to training. You were, you were really following up. Oh, you're going tomorrow, right? We have a session. Um, and, then, and then while training, you were, you were really helping us. Like, okay, here are some techniques that you could do. Uh, here, let's, let's train like this, like that. You know? 
um, and and you were and you were telling me, okay, here are the gears that uh, uh, we should need because definitely you were more experienced than I was back then. Um, Good times. So you you know what advice to give like a, a, a greenhorn like me. So, um, you were really really driven, and I really really felt that. And um, well, as your friend, if if you if you're really passionate about something I really like to support friends who are passionate about their things um, and uh, well I suppose I gave it a chance because of you but then on the other hand also um, the motivation was also intrinsic because uh, when I was a kid I was very very sickly I was usually in the hospital like uh, every month like this was in this was in preschool Every month, like I would always get dextrose IV in my hands, and then like I remember, like whenever I would go to visit in the hospital, like uh, I would have to tell the nurse, okay, you can't put the IV here because I I had it here last month, so uh, it's not healed yet. Yes, we're and getting so used to it now. Yeah, yeah. So I was really sickly. I wasn't active. I had no sports. My sports, my 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 my, my only sport was chess. So. It was literally like sitting down in front of a table and then thinking. That's what I did. <laughs> so no, no physical activity at all. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't swim. No physical activity at all. I tried different sports. And they never, they never, ever stopped. You never me. get hooked now like on that. Yeah, except when Beef was the one who really hooked me into it. Pero... It was, uh, I mean, the motivation for me to do it was also intrinsic because I felt like I had something to prove. Parang, um, ever since before, I derive um, motivation when people don't believe in me. I'm not sure if that's a healthy thing or not. But then whenever someone thinks that I can't do something, I like to prove them wrong. Like a challenge and for yourself. A challenge, right? Um, so I'm not sure if that's unhealthy or what, but then um, I, I I channeled that energy like, oh, you don't believe in me, huh? I'll show you. <laughs> well, you better shut that, your mouth. <laughs> in, in that point, I would say like, I guess it's a good avenue for you to find motivation to what you want to do. Like it's a good starter, but if you keep on... I guess if you if you stick by it like in your life, I don't think it's a good idea. Also, because like yeah, you're just gonna keep I, on. I guess you know. so. Yeah, especially especially if people tell me, "Hey, you're doing great." I'm like, "I'll show you. I'm not doing great. <laughs> I'll show you great. <laughs> I'll do worse." <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, my first race. Um, if you remember, I I did a back to back race. Uh, I did oh, yeah. a super. In, in the spring. morning and in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, that's a total of around 21 to 25 kilometers. Yeah. I don't know. It was the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beef only did one race, right, that day? I did too. Um, you did too? I did Beast and Sprint because I didn't have time for the Super anymore. Okay, okay. But then Beef went back to our hotel Uh hotel, resort, whatever, earlier than uh, I did. Yes. I was stuck with Marky. Marky was my race buddy during that time. I I hope he's listening. Uh, great guy. Um, 
And I don't know if he told you the story or not. But then Which after one? our race, uh, uh, when I crossed the finish line, I was like, okay, this it's 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 finally over. It's finally over. I've I've finally accomplished something. Yeah. Right. Uh, I finally proved people wrong, and I finally proved that I can do something um, that people didn't expect of me. So I grabbed my uh, finisher rewards, the shirt, the medal, and then I was I was looking at it. I was looking at the shirt and my medal, and I was like, okay, these are actually um, tangible objects that I can be proud of, that I can show na. Okay, I could I could do something. I could really really accomplish something if I put my mind into it, um, even though I didn't expect it. So I don't know if Marty told you the story or not, but then uh, I took my first finisher shirt, I laid it on the grass, um, I lied down, I I was wo- wearing my two medals, and then I took my second finisher shirt and I covered it over my face. Because I was crying, uh, because Aww. I was so emotional back then. I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't, I didn't think that I could accomplish something like this." And uh, it was all thanks to, well, number one, it was Beef, oh, um, who was who was who was training me, and well, Marky, and also Marky, uh, because he was there, he was racing with me. Um, uh, it was because of people who never gave up, gave up on me, um, and. I guess I also didn't give up on me. So yeah, I was dude. also thankful to myself about that also. Uh, yeah, so, so I after that, I see why people do this now, I guess. Ah, uh, damn, dude, I didn't know that. Like, I got goosebumps in a way. Like, you know, fuck, dude. Uh, yeah. you know, I thought I you were crying. Because you were hurting. <laughs> that was the implication no, that because why you were crying was because you were hurting. So apparently it because you were just overly joyed from that. Well, I was hurting to the point that I didn't feel it anymore. It was like... It was numb. It was numb. <laughs> it was numb. But then, yeah, but then, but, yeah, but then, yeah, I was crying for like 30 minutes. Out. It was like rain was pouring. So, you know. Oh, yeah, it, it was it, fucking it, it, raining hard. Covered the field, I guess. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, that was that was my motivation. That was my reason why I uh, stuck with uh, obstacle course racing and why I continued it. That's the reason why I also ran other races. Uh, you know, normal normal running races, not like uh, obstacle course racing, but then. Uh, which uh, road racing, which uh, Beef isn't really inclined to. He doesn't like pavement, I guess. He likes the woods and like bugs and soil, you know. I like to get hurt. (laughs) Um, I like to get hurt in my races. So yeah, thank you very much. I would take the woods. (laughs) Yeah, he's a masochist. Oh, have you ever got lost in a race? Oh, oh, you gotta bring this up here, huh? You wanna? Bring this up? Okay, okay, I got you over there. Well, before we get we divulge into that, I just wanna say that you know, Ben's. To be honest, I'm really proud of you. Like, can I just say, last 2019 was his biggest race career because one, 
I probably did like 12 races overall last year, including overseas. But holy shit, you tell me how many races did you do last year alone? 2019, I did 30 resets. <laughs> so that's... Jesus. That, that doesn't so... include OCR. That, that includes OCR and... This guy even good. went to fucking Taal just to fucking race. And we didn't even know that I was going to race that far because like, we just saw him send a photo to our chat that he's on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had to you had to drive down to the beach in uh, Tagisay and then take a banka all the way to Taal Volcano, Taal Island. This was before the eruption. So right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was still, <laughs> it was still raceable. Uh I hope the people there are doing fine. Um but then it was it was a really memorable race because uh number one I think it was a Sunday. Tapos in the afternoon, I think around five o'clock, I had a flight. Uh, I had a business trip, so I needed to oh, be in the shit. airport. Twelve o'clock, two o'clock, whatever. So I was like, okay, if I don't finish this on time, I'll be late for my flight. That's a very bad thing. Um, so that was one of my motivations to finish because I didn't want to be late for my flight. I mean, who wants to be called in the PA system? Like, oh, paging passenger, Ben Slimson, oh, you're the last person that you're waiting for. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Plus, you're going to go into the airplane. Plus, everyone's going to look at yep. you like, oh. Pressure's on you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I had my friend drive me all the way to Taal, uh, all the way to uh, Talisay. The race was 25 kilometers uh, around around Taal Island. So we had to circumvent Taal Island. So we had to run on the beach on sand. Yeah, it was sand. And, and sand and lahar is a little bit different because at least lahar, it holds, it somewhat holds your footing because yeah. in lahar, yeah, sure, it, it like, goes down yeah, a little it, bit. It sinks a bit, but you still get to have proper footing. But then in the beach, it totally sinks all the way all the way to half of my foot. It goes so, sideways. Uh, like right, right, right. Right. So um uh the other racers and I we would uh look for ways to 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 save on energy like uh we would like Cut through the woods, which are which is not part of the trail, just so, just so, <laughs> um, just just so the the the, the race will be easier. Uh-huh. But then not like a shorter route, but then it's like a different. It's like a different route, but that, which which to a normal person logically would be more difficult to run. Uh-huh. But then we preferred the woods versus like. Uh, the sand. Also, another technique is um, we would race close to the, the shoreline uh, yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, because water compacts uh, sand, and then and then that's where we could actually run. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a really good race. Uh, it, I think it was my first solo race uh, that I did. I was trying to get you guys to go also, but then you guys like, oh, no way, Jose. Yeah. You know so, my experience. Yeah, but that was really fun. That was really uh, an eye-opener. And 
and yan nga bring it bring it back to a while ago it was it was thanks to you guys that uh really pushed me to do it because i mean i wouldn't think of going 25 kilometers on a trail alone alone yeah shit diba parang it was really really scary and then um i guess like and and i don't know if you resonate with me um even like even if you race a lot already you still get like the pre-race jitters and like really you get really really nervous definitely right? yeah yeah so uh because you're scared oh what might happen oh i might get hurt or something ganun. so uh yeah buti na lang it, it's over and this year i haven't run a <laughs> single one zero not even a virtual run No zero. But it's still yeah. different, uh, like a little bit uh, different from you know our usual sporting sporting events, like how virtual runs are. Uh, I would say it's like a little bit less discouraged. I mean, it's a little bit less encouraging rather, because we race OCR for a reason, because there's obstacles, and then later on you take it off, it yeah. becomes like a yeah. normal run, which I, for me myself, had a pretty bad experience. By the way, I just want to say that. That was like your my Spartan moment when you ran alone, and that's when you get oh. to realize these things, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Eventually, but you you realize that yes, you didn't finish in the top 10 of the uh, racers, but then you also didn't finish in the bottom 10. so you you came a long way uh, from, from being from, sickly, from, pretty, from being unathletic before. All these things, and then you freaking tell yourself at the end of that shit that hey, yeah. I get this medal of the Tala Island. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. But it wasn't like oh, okay, we'll just give it to you because we have extra. Yeah, it's earned. Hard no, earned. It was earned. Earned, not yeah. given. That's what I like about yeah. this statement, the earned, not given statement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it brings me to one of our favorite races where we. <laughs> Yet. Had an incident. Oh, this was in Rizal. <laughs> I would say like it's this is one of the reasons why I don't like to do these kind of races that okay. dri- drive me into uh, I would say into competitive mode. Okay, so first okay. of all, I was I was injured. My knee was hurting mm-hmm. that time. My right knee rather, and then. Mm-hmm. I told myself that because you're doing a 21k. I remember you were doing a 21k. Yeah. I was doing a 12k, and that's the reason why. Because I was like, okay, fuck, I'm injured. I want to just take it slow, right? The race. I want to pace myself. And then boom, gun start hits, and I was running pretty well with a, with my friends Gabrisario, Crystal. We were mm-hmm. still in a good pace. Like, it was good. It was fun. I was like, oh, so this is what trail running is. Because that was my first trail run, ever. Oh really? That okay. was my first trail run. Like the other oh, okay. runs that I've ever had were all Spartan race and obstacle course races. So it's a mix of concrete and a mix of yeah, woods. Trail and pavement sometimes, yeah. yeah. But for this one, that was my first trail run because you guys have been going out for trail runs and I was like, oh, what the hell? Oh, you went to the Salomon, I think that was Francis, and then the Rutangina. That was one of them. I forgot what is yeah. Rutangina. I, I know what kind uh, of... Uh, Uh, B- BTS uh, mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys were doing a challenge, there were like three medals, right? 
Yeah, it was a trifecta also. We only did the first two uh, because the third one conflicted with another race. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These guys, oh, you, I remember you guys were do, you guys were doing weekly races, like weekend races, <laughs> continuously. Well, it come came to a point when I had like seven races in six weeks. Consist, con, con, continuous, like you had no rest. And then I would wake up every weekend. I'll be like, "There's uh, another race." That <laughs> uh, was after that series. Uh, after the seventh race, the weekend after the seventh race, I woke up the weekend. I was like, "Something feels strange." <laughs> I should be somewhere right home? now. <laughs> yeah, why am I here? So your first, uh, your first trail race was actually really, really memorable. Yes. So you were keeping a good pace. Yeah, I was keeping a good pace. Everyone was. Like, yeah. before this, I mean, Gab was in front of me. We were all doing well. And then we figured something was wrong because I was at the 11th kilometer and I was in the top of a summit. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I signed up for the 12K. And then yeah. we started, I started seeing people behind me, or sorry, in front of me, that I haven't passed by because we were one of the first few batches to go on because it was 8K, 12K. And you can say yeah. from the bib, right? So the 12K yeah. bib people in front of me, I was like, holy shit, I've never seen this guy pass by me. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be obnoxious or what. Like, you know, yeah. like, I've never seen this guy pass by me. So why is he in front of me, right? And then I was like, yeah. oh my God, I think we took a wrong route and not because it was our fault, but rather, oh my God, it was just really the marshals like that were in the race. Apparently one of the marshals directed, I guess, half of the 12 kilometer racers to a different path that yeah. led us, yeah. no, it merged us to the fucking 21K. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. my 12K race became a 21K race. And I don't know, this guy, oh, here's the thing. I saw Benz on that race and he was yeah. like, I, I was like, oh, what's up, Benz? I was still happy because like that was like yeah. before the thing. And then when I saw him again in the second loop, I was like, wait a minute, you were in front of me now? Like, <laughs> I was just passing by you. So I was like, holy shit, what happened? And then when I finished the race, oh my God, all of my friends who raced that, we, we didn't want to race anymore at trail, trail Run because that was such a bad uh, just, just a bad showcasing bad uh, form of organ organizing, and I guess it taught me a lot of lessons as well. First of all, yeah. I was mad while I was running. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were, you really were. I was mad, and even after running, I was fucking pissed. And that you just talking to anyone. You were, you were like sulking <sighs> in the corner. You were just sitting on the sidewalk, cause you're like not talking to anyone. But you can't help it, right? Get mad. But yeah, it, it really taught me a great lesson that, you know, not everything's going to go in your own way. Like, yeah. these races, you assume because, like, once your gun start, you're off to the course, right? But because of that race, it gave me a little bit perspective of getting lost. And that's probably what I felt at one point in my life. I got lost, and I was pissed about it because I don't know what to do, right? And, yep. you know, meeting you, the NGO... That's what was waiting for me in the finishing line for me to redirect what I wanted to do. And I guess that's how I get to connect this, the lesson that I learned from that, because I was just really thankful that, you know, fuck, 
dude. Like even though if I got lost, I got pissed in that shit. At the end of it, look at us now. We were in this yeah. kind of situation, right? We've developed, and yeah, I've never raced a fucking trail run after. <laughs> <laughs> it really scarred you. <laughs> yeah, then, you were inviting running. me. Yeah, a couple yeah. of times and already, and I was like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> and um, it and also, then, it's also the reason why I like to nerd out on race maps because when they when they give it like the week before, I really like to study it and I really like to know. Okay, they, by kilometer, ganon, I, I turn right. Something they like that. don't give. They, I, I, for my in my in my defense, I don't have GPS like while I was running. Okay, okay. I mean, I guess that's one of my techniques kasi while I'm out there uh, uh, running. Um, I, I think that if I keep my brain busy and working, I won't notice that my body is hurting already. So yeah. I try to remember where I am during the race uh, vis-a-vis the race map. Tapos I, I, I would try to predict, okay, um, if I run for one more kilometer, then there should be a water station. Uh, so I try to mentally distract myself from uh, all the pain and all the cramps that I'm feeling in my body. Uh, that's 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 one technique that people can use. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure if it's healthy. <laughs> and to be honest, I learned it the hard way also. I think this can apply to everyone as well. Don't follow anybody. Just you know, just don't keep on blindly. following somebody, like right. blindly also. Cause I was following yeah. Silagab, I was following these other athletes while they were running, and I wasn't really concerned about where I was, cause I was more into the focus of you know I'm just behind them. It's a race that you yourself should be responsible about where you should do, and that's my bad. But ever since then, like what you said, I studied the map, then especially for Spartan races. Yeah. I never got yeah. lost to any Spartan reasons such like that. One, because yeah. good good or event organization. Two, because I start to know now where the points are, especially with Spartan race, because there's obstacles. So you get to know where the kilometer is for the obstacles. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that taught me a hard lesson of that kind of stature. So I guess you can apply it with life. Don't, don't follow someone blindly, especially if you're trying to follow an influencer all the way, you want to be like this guy all the time, I guess. That's true. You, you start to realize that shit, this isn't really me. Right? Yeah. And, and the situation of other people might not apply to you. Yeah. For example, when you were racing, Biba, some other people were 21-kilometer racers. Some other people were 8-kilometer racers. Definitely. You were a 12-kilometer racer. So, um... I guess you can also say that, uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, for for the listeners out there, don't take our word like <laughs> as like gospel truth. You know, uh, it was our situation, which is different than yours. Uh, yeah. So um, I like what you said a while ago that you know you shouldn't just follow things blindly. Uh, I mean. Uh, in in this in in this generation, we're constantly bombarded with information, uh, different uh, news reports and media, and um, I guess it's really really up to us to check if those things are valid and if those things are true, 
especially if um, some titas are sharing like uh, Facebook videos on Viber, you know, things like those, uh, which might be honest, sure, but it might not be like the complete truth, okay? So yeah, I like what you said a while ago, not to follow things blindly and to really question uh, if these things are true. Well, yeah, and you know what the shitty part was? I think one of the biggest part was that because I was fucking injured, so mm -hmm. the extra 9K fucked me up for my next race, and that's one of the reasons why I got pissed, and yeah. Mm -hmm. But this still doesn't uh, give you an excuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really fun. It was really fun, and uh, uh, I think, I don't know, 30 years down the line, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll, we'll still be friends, right? Yeah, uh, fuck we'll yeah. Be looking, we'll be looking back on these years and we'll like uh, laugh I'll be like holy shit this is the reason why I don't do trail runs anymore <laughs> no it's okay like I'm okay with trail runs as long as it doesn't have a goat in it that's it oh god <laughs> yeah that's it but, but, but you're really speedy though so you should be oh. uh, you, should, you should be able to through it you know okay okay, okay. but yeah I, I guess you know we went a little bit over time, but I really appreciate what you shared with me, like today, Benz. Like these these things we never really get to talk about. Cause believe it or not, ninety percent of the conversations that Benz and I have are all jokes and sarcasm. Like when we see each other, uh, with a, especially when we're doing races, they're like, oh, he's like, oh, fuck you, no, 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 fuck you. Like we're <laughs> we're just doing these kind of banters. So we never really got this kind of, I guess, interaction with one another. So I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks also. Um, uh, I just have one final thing to share to you. I don't yeah. know if I've told you this already. But then um, we knew each other ever since 2016, 2017. That's and the, the, the people, and, and, and then, you know, there are a lot of people who see our interactions, right, the two of us. Yes. And they always tell me, oh, are, are you like high school or grade school? And I'm like, no, I just met him like last year. And they're, they're really, really surprised that um, we really jive well together. And uh, they think that our friendship like goes back like a few reincarnations ago. So, oh. uh, uh, so Beef is actually one of the easier friends that I could talk to. <laughs> um, about my problems like sometimes when i when i have problems i just I just call him and I, ch I chat him hey what do you think about this so i'm i'm really again i'm really really happy that you um took this leap and uh i only wish the best things for you uh you know i mean i'll, I'll support you all the way man even if you Thanks, even if this, even if this fails like <laughs> Of course, it's not gonna fail. You know why? Because these stories that you shared with me, these, even though these, these won't be listened by many, it will always be a story that I will always listen forever. It's yeah, a memory. Like, it's priceless. Probably like twenty percent of the listeners will be like me, and like forty percent <laughs> will be you. <laughs> nah, nah. The but rest yeah. will be our moms. <laughs> I, I I like the way that you you know you said uh, about you know us being like maybe longtime friends because yeah we we believe it or not we jive and we 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 get along well for some damn reason but yeah. i'm thankful i'm thankful 
And yeah, mm-hmm. I really appreciate what we've been through, especially during the NGO years, because I think that was the most formulative years of my life on how I get to be who I am right now. Definitely. Yeah, so y- do you have can, any? Can I 100%. Yeah, uh, I, I'd like uh, to ask. I like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just, I just want to say, I like what you said a while ago that um, years down the, the line, uh, well, we might watch these podcasts again. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe like ten years down the line, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look back and see how far we've gone. You know. Hopefully not dead. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say if you would have an advice, especially for those, because I guess this can relate for those one who were never athletic in their life, and two who had no direction from college. What would you give as an advice? Like, let's start with the, I guess the never athletic side. Oh, um, I guess my advice is never stop trying um you'll never know how good you are at one thing or you'll never know how much you'd enjoy one thing until you try it um so yeah never stop trying never 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 tell yourself na oh because something like this happened before then i'm scared that it might uh it, it then i i'm scared that i might not be successful in doing that thing like um i'm a, i'm a tall guy and i've tried to play basketball and i mm-hmm. could not dribble the ball let alone shoot the ball pero trying out like ocr and running parang it 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 is a sport that i enjoy and it's only because that i tried it yeah On the other hand, it's also important to have a support system uh, whenever you're trying something. It's really, really scary. And trust me, I, I, I get scared a lot also. It's really, really scary trying something new. Uh, a, a, really, a, a, a hack that I found out is that you, know, you find some people who will go with you. you know, uh, Like for me, whenever I need like someone to uh, talk to about fitness, about running, then I go to Beef and our other teammates. Uh, whenever I need to talk to someone about food and coffee, I have other people. About music, I have other people. About work, I have other people. So it's really, really important that you, that you have and you know your support systems uh, who are there uh, for you whenever you need that additional boost in bravery and in, in try, trying trying things out yeah very well said uh, that's really that's really important that's what most people yeah, i guess not, they they overlook mm-hmm. in these things because like, they think they can do everything on their own only i mean that's good that that yeah. kind of mentality that you have but it still helps you start things off in a way for yeah. things to be easy for you to understand and yeah. to develop Admittedly, I was like that also. Like, I can do this by myself. But I mean, getting to know all these wonderful people, I mean, it made things easier, so much easier for me. Um, and yeah, I'm not gonna say na don't be afraid to 
don't don't be afraid when you're trying because you know uh, sometimes fear could be something that's good uh, if you channel it in a, in a positive way. Um, actually, sometimes when you're nervous about something, it, it it's good because it means that you care about about that thing. You know, like Beef and I, whenever we when whenever it's before a race, um, we get super super nervous because shit. because we care about like performing. <laughs> Right? Like, we, we, shit. We, we, we go the extra mile preparing and over-preparing for everything. Uh, because we get nervous, because we care. Ganun. So yeah. That's I guess I guess that's it. Yeah, it's very well said. How about like the advice for those who may are not, still unsure, I guess, like especially for those who are graduating. What, what what do you mean unsure about like Sorry, what they're gonna um, do in the future or I would say like probably who are still lost I guess like to what they want I guess that's a more general aspect to things oh okay um for those who are lost I'm one of those people <laughs> who don't know what they're gonna do uh 10 years from now, five years from now, let alone like next year. I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Um, 2021. I guess, right? Because, uh, well, right now I'm unemployed uh, or as the young ones call it, fun employed. Hey. Defo. So I don't know what I'm going to do next. But I'm not really taking it too seriously. Um, So yeah, when you're lost, don't don't take yourself too seriously. Parang just just for me, I I prefer to go with the flow, go where the winds take me. You know, metaphorically, just like in Project Liwanag when I had that phone call in Baguio, um, I was like, okay, this is a sign. Um, just like when Beef asked me to go to Spartan Racing with him, I'm like, I took it as a sign also. Okay, I'll I'll go with the flow. I'll try it out. Um, so. Yeah, don't just 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 chill, man. Don't 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 take it too seriously. I mean, you'll get there. You'll get there uh, at your own pace. You don't need to uh, be as fast as the other people. You don't need to compete because at the end of the day, even if you're faster than them, so what? I mean, yeah. okay, you're gonna buy yourself a medal or something. What? No, man. Just just take it at your own pace. You're you're doing perfectly fine where you are perfectly fine well that's Ben's for you and I like that last part because yeah goals are personal competition isn't with others it's about all your about yourself and development grows best when you compete against yourself rather than others where you just try to fit in and just try to be good enough for them be more than good enough and and I like what Alex said uh, a few podcast episodes back she I think she said, uh, "You just have to be better than who you were yesterday. You know, every day, just try to try to be a little bit better. You know, that's you know, true. at your own pace. Right. Well, Chill, shit. Thanks a lot, Benz. I mean, first of all, thank you for being here. Really honored to have you here and spending your time. Can you imagine that that conversation was really, really, really fucking long? And I, 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 I enjoyed, I enjoyed that conversation. No." Thank Honestly, you too, man. The honor is all mine. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be to be a guest star here. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. I won't forget you, little people. <laughs> nah, dude. 
but yeah again really appreciate it and everyone else who's watching and listening to this i hope you guys learned a thing or two but of course these are all advices everything in life is still up to your action so yeah man Benz, do you have any last words for this podcast? Um, well, I just like to say that uh, well, I, I I was checking your uh, viewers a while ago. Um, Alex's episode did really well. Lance's episode did. <laughs> his volume. Um, I hope uh, his volume. Oh my God! <laughs> God save his mic. Um, I hope uh, the next episodes. Including this one would be would be really really good, um, and people would uh, you know watch um, and maybe go back to previous episodes and watch those also. But I mean personally, from me to you, beef. Um, even if like no one watches, even if this fails, we, I mean we don't know. It's possible. Even if this fails, then I'm not, at least you tried. At least you tried. Ah, and then. As long as you're trying, as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, then I'll be there for you, man. All of all of us, all of your friends will be there for you. Well, shit, that's that's very. I appreciate that, dude. And I have no doubt that I'm. I mean, I would say I'm also like that. Ditto for you guys. And yeah, really appreciate you, that. Man. So, if anyone wants to follow Benz's lifestyle if anyone wants to catch oh. up with Benz's lifestyle what is your Instagram handle Benz Oh my Instagram handle uh I hope people laugh about this uh it's at not broken just Benz <laughs> and we can learn to love again you know um Jesus <laughs> Christ yeah. Okay. Not broken, just bends. That's what we all are. We are not broken. We're, just I mean, bends. I guess I'm just <laughs> You're just, insert your name here. Oh, shit. Well, again, thank you, everyone. And thank you, Benz, for spending time with us today in the Beefcast. Really appreciate it. And as always, bye-bye. <laughs>